You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 28 The Said. During the tribunals, the four strangers were split up so each had to face interrogation alone. But now that the Ministry of Omniscience had okayed their mission, Cassie, Sly, me, myself, and I, and Assam were allowed, encouraged even, to spend time together again. The reason? To pull off their plan, teamwork would be absolutely essential, because the plan was not only brazen, it was complex. Each player had a unique role and would have to know exactly how that role fit in with the others. One afternoon, the four of them were summoned to the Special Equipment Dispensary, or SED. Well, they're suddenly treating us differently now that we've been given the green light. Well, they're finally treating us decently because they know we're going to die trying to pull it off. Well, that's your assumption, not necessarily anyone else's. Is it? Then how come they call our plan the suicide mission? Mind games. They're testing you. They know words are powerful, so they choose words to test your mettle. They say suicide mission enough times and you start thinking it. Words create thoughts. Thoughts create actions. Problem is, you start thinking suicide mission too much, you're going to start acting suicide mission. Now, if you want to check out early, that's your personal choice. But don't drag the innocent along with you. You want to be responsible for getting a little girl killed? All his life, Assam had known nothing but loyalty to his masters. He'd always served them well, hauling jitneys loaded with lignite, pulling wagons of paving stones, climbing mountain passes, trudging across deserts and tundra, a faithful stoic, carrying out his duties with humble forbearance. It's what he did what he felt he was born to do, loyally serve his master. When his masters were fair and kind, spared him the rod, took care of his simple needs, modest food and clean water, then Assam was always happy to serve. Of course I don't want to let Cassie down, Sly. You're absolutely right. Welcome to the Special Equipment Dispensary, or as we call it, the SED. Now, you've all been apprised of the plan to defeat the crow. You know the risks, and in the unlikely event that you succeed, our most beneficent emperor shall grant you each your truest, deepest wish. Quintilianus glanced at each of the strangers. However, never underestimate the enormity of the challenge that lies before you. Even if everything goes perfectly according to plan, you have zero chance of succeeding. What? Cassie, Sly, me, myself, and I, and Assam looked dumbfounded. Precisely the reaction Quintilianus intended. But once you are issued the following special equipment, your chance of succeeding will increase to perhaps mm, one, maybe even two percent. Two percent? What? That's suicide. Just like I told you. Yeah, well, do we have any other options? Is that the best you can do? One or two percent? Well, 
The answer to that question depends on you more than me. There are those who have accomplished extraordinary things while facing tremendous obstacles. So if each of you does your very best, perhaps you too will overcome the, uh, how do you say, sobering odds. And what if I flat out refuse to go along with this suicide mission? If you refuse, the Emperor will not grant you your truest, deepest wish. Instead, he will deliver your truest, deepest fear. In your case, Eggman, Eggman, yeah, you shall be brought to a long, slow boil until your yolk solidifies, your shell cracks, and your innards spill forth. Then you shall be devoured by a swarm of ravenous snakes and excreted onto a barren salt flat, where you shall burn in agony forever. Oh, dear. Cassie, Sly, and Assam didn't want to hear what fate awaited them if they refused. They knew too well their deepest, truest fears and chose not to dwell on them. So then, let's move on to the fun part. Quintilianus picked up a clear glass beaker containing a shallow film of transparent liquid. In the liquid, barely visible, were eight gelatinous discs of various sizes. Each disc had a few tiny threads, also barely visible, dangling from them. Quintilianus took a pair of tweezers and plucked the largest disc from the liquid and held it up to the light. It was round, soft, and almost perfectly transparent. The threads dangling from it were superfine filaments, as sheer as a spider's gossamer web. Does anyone know what these are? They look sort of like my dad's contact lenses, except for the thread things. Right you are, my clever little friend. Mm, smart one, this one. That's exactly what they are, only with a special twist. They fit on your eyes like contact lenses, but... They're actually micro-cameras. Once activated, they will visually record everything you look at. The tiny microfilaments are power and recording fibers. These will transmit a live visual feed of the crow's layer. If we gather enough visual spatial data, we may be able to assist you in escaping. What do you mean, you may be able to assist us? Well, since you'll be seeing the place for the first time, you won't know the way out. But... As we collect your location data, we will be building a 3D map of the Crow's Operations Center in real time. With this map, we hope to be able to guide you out. But even if you figure out an escape route, how are you going to let us know? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Another smart one. That brings us to our next item of interest, the Selective Frequency Audio Masking Device, or SLAMD. <clears throat> Quintilianus dangled two white beads attached to slender wires. Earbuds? Yes, very specialized earbuds. Whereas regular earbuds enable you to listen, these earbuds prevent you from listening. Huh? We can't afford to be deaf in there. No, 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 no. Of course not. These buds are designed to cancel out one very specific frequency. The frequency on which this will be broadcast. You're talking like this. Quintilianus pointed to a sound wave histogram on a monitor display. You will trigger this audio loop five inch before you launch your hack, okay? We call it the diversion mask. 
When you're wearing the specialized earbuds, you won't hear the diversion mask because a diverting music track is dubbed over it. Hmm? But anyone in the room who is not wearing these earbuds will be exposed. Therefore, it is absolutely critical that you wear these. Without them, you will be exposed to the hypno track and lulled into a catatonic state. Now, needless to say, uh, but I'll say it anyway, if you're in a catatonic state, the crow will discover your plan and terminate you on the spot. The ministry, of course, will deny all knowledge of your mission and you will have died in vain. See? I told you so. Quintilianus held up a device similar to a USB dongle. Once the guards in the room are immobilized, you will install this. It will download our spyware. At the same time, the snake must physically enter the mainframe array to attach these monitors at key comm nodes. Okay? Hey, I ain't no computer geek. How am I supposed to know which nodes? The monitors have proximal sensors that light up when near a key node. See the light flash? Boop. Drop the monitor on its mark. Then what? Then your work is done. You get yourself out of the mainframe, then out of the crow's op center, come back to the pinnacle of a spire, and collect your reward. <laughs> Just like that, huh? Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Next, the Emperor's Ministry of Omniscience makes Cassie, Sly, me, myself, and I, and Assam an offer they can't refuse carry out a sneak attack on the crow in a plan everyone is calling the suicide mission.